is Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com. Coming soon to iOS and Android. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Swell Suite, everyone. Oh, so what is this week four of the Corona? Week four. We're at day 23 for me. Really? Oh, man. Day 23 of confinement. So. Because I went to work the first week but it's been three weeks um at home mm. how y'all doing um, I guess okay. <laughs> just deep breaths that's all i can say <laughs> yeah yeah i'm hanging in there it's not as terrible as i thought it would be being like quarantine and lockdown alone and like not being able to like for real leave and i mean not have nowhere to go mm-hmm. um and also not really working it's not as terrible as I thought right now, mm-hmm. or maybe I just hit like a groove because I have like some projects I'm working on. Okay. Oh, that's good. Keep myself focused. Yeah. And I'm not ready to jump out the window. Well, thank that's God. That's even that. better. Yeah. yeah. Thank God for that. Yeah. So. I think I was cranky um, one day, I don't know, a few days ago, and I just couldn't figure out why. But I think I was um, sort of overwhelming myself because everybody's producing content right now. So you get all these invitations for all these virtual chats and all of these virtual happy hours and read this article and I wrote this and I think I just wanted to read and do it all. And yeah, I was just starting to um, overwhelm myself. So I um, understand. Do you? Uh, yeah. yeah, I did that week one. I was like, so I wouldn't get to a point I was like, let me fill up everything right now so I won't not have anything and then be like sad and depressed later. So I'm like, okay, let me preempt it and yeah. let me do everything. And I got extremely overwhelmed to a point I was like, okay, I'm gonna just sit in the ball in the corner and just, you know, figure this out. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh wait, I don't have to do it. Because there's also so much pressure. Like you said, a lot of people are putting out content and read this, do this. And then you have all those posts oh, well, you should come up with a side hustle. Now's your time to be creative and work on all these projects you didn't get done. Yeah. How about I want to just sit here in the corner and think about not having a job or yeah. I want to think about the state of the world or how things are going to go when this is all over. How will this be over? How will this end? So if you don't want to be creative, then you know what? Don't be creative right now. Give yourself time to just process it and chill. And work on the skincare routine. Like, like that could be your project. And drink more water. Like, that's, like those are two easy projects that I think everybody can handle. But that's but it. It's okay to just sit still. Exactly. I think there's this thing where people are like, I always got to be doing this and I always got to... I don't always have to be talking. Yes. I don't always have to be on the phone. I don't always have to be on the go, get out the house. I'm okay just chilling and doing nothing. Being butt-ass naked in my house like what? Mm-hmm. I tell me a damn thing. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. So, 
Yeah. I think there's a, it's starting to get too deep, but I think there's a level of peace that you have to have with yourself in order to do that. Yeah. And I guess, and I think a lot of people. Karina, let me pour myself a Because you are. that top. Party girl, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? That rosé is so pretty. Looks like Chapoutier. Oh my God, It's, um, I got to get this light right. It's, um, Bella Rouge. Oh. Oh, it is Chapoutier. Yeah. Okay. I recognize the top part. Can you say Frenchy? Because I know I I'm not even repeating it. You got to help a sister out. <laughs> That's my go-to. How do you say that? <laughs> Person. That would be Girl Meets Glass. Can you shut the towels <laughs> <laughs> So, y'all, we have a special guest today. Hey, Alicia. How are you? Hey, Alicia. Hi, I am doing well. I'm just giggling, and I was like, I try. I like had to put myself on mute. I was like, I don't think I can make it through the intro without me laughing out loud. So let me just put myself on mute. <laughs> I do wish I had a glass of wine, but it's only one thirty here, so I have oh. to wait like a few more hours. Oh, okay. Girl, you don't. Know, it's five o'clock somewhere. It's ten o'clock here. So I'm here right Girl, you need no reason. Ten thirty here. On your drink. <laughs> Hold up. Are you in the are you in your house quarantined with children? Yes, I do. Oh yeah, well girl. Psh. Right. Girl, it's airport rules. You can drink Sardinia. <laughs> Air, airport rules. <laughs> but see, but then they ask me things and then they want me to do things for them. And it's really hard when you day drink and I can't. Okay. <laughs> okay. Day sip, maybe a day sip. A day sip. A little yeah. Something. A little mimosa. Yeah, right. Maybe you're right. Maybe I just need to mix it with taste. something else. It's a yeah, wine, or it's a wine tasting. It's classy. Just take a couple <laughs> sips. Well, girl, go ahead and have some cold tomato soup with vodka. <laughs> <laughs> also called the Bloody Mary. Right. If you'd like a grilled cheese, that's fine. If not, that's fine. You know what? You just gave me a great idea because I just got some vodka in the mail. I don't typically drink vodka, but I also have cans of tomatoes. So I guess I could just well, be making my own there homemade you go, girl, Bloody Marys. Just it. It. Mm-hmm. You got some shrimp, some olives, some bacon, girl. Yes. Okay. 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 Oh, my project this weekend. Breakfast. There it is. <laughs> Wait till the weekend. Fine. If not, I mean, how about it? <laughs> well, I worked. I worked really hard to try to get all my work done by today. I've been like waking. I, w- I worked from like set. I don't want my bosses to hear. Anyway, I I've adjusted my work schedule to maximize my time, my personal time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I'm mostly done with my work. So kind of today is the start of my weekend. Believe it or not. Oh, so, oh well. Oh, maxi flex. Yeah, it is. Maxi flex. So Alicia, um, tell, introduce yourself to everybody and tell us what you do. So my name is Alicia Summer. I, I live in the Bay Area, about an hour east of Oakland, which technically is not the Bay Area, if you ask Bay Area people. <laughs> but, <laughs> but nobody knows where Brentwood is, except they think I live in the same place that OJ Simpson used to live. And I'm like, it's not that. That's LA Brentwood. I live in Oakland, <laughs> Brentwood. Um, <laughs> So I am a writer and a photographer, and right now my, I know like a lover of wine and food, and I do marketing for um, a couple of wineries out here in the East Bay. They're s- super small, probably never heard of them, but that's kind of what I do. And I have three kids, and that's basically it. I like, I just like bringing people together. I like talking about life and food and wine and books and 
beautiful things. And I think that's, you know, I think a lot of people who love wine are just like lovers of all good things. And that's what I think of myself as. I love all good things. Mm, nice. Nice. Very nice. How, how has your quarantine been so far? As a homebody and an introvert, I thoroughly enjoy this. <laughs> I, I second like, that. <laughs> that's why I try to get my homework or my work, my school, their homework. They've got a lot of homework. My, my work done as soon as I can, because that's like, and because I'm in California, the weather is pretty nice this time of year. So I get my hammock time. Mm. I get some sunshine in the backyard. And it just, I, it's probably, my kids all have Chromebooks. So they kind of get to do their own thing. So they don't really bother me that much, except when it's time to eat. Um, and <laughs> luckily, my husband and I have worked from home together for a long time. So like, oh, I, oh. I don't want to like kill him. You know, like okay. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. we're not at that point where we are sick of each other. Like we've yeah. been doing this for a really long time. So it's like normal for me. I like it. Oh. I like it. No commute. Oh, no, like, <laughs> yes. I'm yeah. loving that. I'm loving no commute. <laughs> I drove a car to go, I drove the car to go pick something up, um, last week. And I was like, what, this, this feels weird. <laughs> Where are all those bumps? I don't know what was it like to drive. I forgot how to drive. I was like, oh my goodness. I think nobody else is on the road today. <laughs> Girl, you gotta get you a chauffeur. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. indeed. Just get you a chauffeur. I do. My, my dad calls that, he, you know, my mom's the same way. She doesn't like to drive. So she, he always says he's driving Miss Daisy, but that's what she does. She just sits, <laughs> he does all the driving. And that's what I want too. I'm like, I can drive. I just don't like to. I would rather just sit back. I'll backseat drive. I'll tell you what to do. I just don't want to actually have to do it. <laughs> so tell us about how, um, how you became a writer and what made you start writing about wine specifically? So I... I think I was, I've always been a writer. Like I, as a kid, loved reading books. I read all the time, all the time. And so um, I knew I just wanted to be a writer when I grew up. But then of course, you know, you, you, like you go through school and people tell you that like, that's not really a job. So like you do something that's real. Um, so I kind of put that to the side for a long time. But then when I became a stay-at-home mom, just having time to kind of reconnect with my creativity. And so writing mm. and journaling kind of became that way for me to have that process and um, and also just like very therapeutic. I find writing to be, just be very therapeutic. And then with the wine, I once I started to really get into it, my husband used to manage restaurants. And so um, he was kind of my, I always tell, like to tell people, like he did not introduce me to wine. He likes to take credit for that. He thinks that he introduced me to wine. However, I was drinking Yellowtail Shiraz before, before I met him, okay? I was drinking some Shiraz before. <laughs> I met him. So I was drinking one already, but him being in the restaurant world and the fine dining world introduced me to better wine. I got better wine. So my palate expanded and my taste got a little bit, I don't want to say better because I think there's a good, like all wine is good for somebody, but my, um, my desire to taste new things expanded. And when he started working for a wine distributor, we got a chance he went a trip to go to California and so then I came to California and then it was kind of once I had that experience of being in the setting of where wine is made where you're like you get to see the vines and the land and you're talking to winemakers and that's when I kind of really began to understand that it, it's a story like it's actually another version of storytelling and so I just love the parallels between 
making art and making wine and like all of that it encompasses. And so, I don't know, I just, I try, I try to somehow encapsulate that, but I also find, found that some of the wine writing just wasn't approachable to me or like not appealing to me. And so I just try to write from my own point of view and whatever I think makes the most sense to me. That's cool. And your blog is called Somersault. Uh, is yeah. there a story behind that name? Because mm. Summer, your last, I know, I know that's your last name, but why the salt? The salt, because um, salt is like one of the essential elements in cooking because it's what gives Come everything flavor. Come on, you better flavor. bring it back. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's actually an intention behind that. Uh, no, because I think of, and like salt is just essential to life, right? Like it's in, right. it's an, an important um, uh, oh. And oh, thank you. An important element for even your muscles to work, right? It's, it's salt and potassium. That's how your body moves. So like salt is so essential to everything. And so that's kind of like the tagline of the blog is essentials for life, which I think are like food, wine, and words for me. I love food, love wine, love writing. There's not as much food and wine on there right now, but watch for that now that we're quarantined. <laughs> quarantined. I do have some other projects to kind of develop and work on, but um, that's that's how the name came about. Like I wanted it to be about the things that I found to be really interesting and kind of storytelling about what I consider to be like the essentials for living for me, which is mm. food, wine, and words. So are any of your um, articles published in any of Y magazines or is it just strictly your blog? And so I can stuff is, yeah, yeah. So the, if you go to, uh, Blackfoot and Beverage, we, I worked with another woman, Angela Burke, who's based out of Chicago. This is back before I went to California. We did um, a series of profiles of Black men and women in the food and beverage industry. So that's kind of the most, I say, the most writing in wine that you'll see online. That's not my Instagram. I'm trying to, there's other writing other places. So there's some things in Chicago. Mostly you'll find my wine and food photography. It's oh, been okay. published, so I've had some things in Vine Pair. I did some mm -hmm. cocktail recipes for them last summer. Okay. Oh, well, I made them summer. They came out in the fall issue of their print magazine and on, on the web. Um, pictures that I've taken of other people in the industry or, or in wine enthusiasts. I've um, been oh, in nice. Chicago Reader and Chicago Eater and uh, so other local publications. So it's kind of like dotted around. And I do a lot of ghostwriting too, so I have written, but my name's not on it. So it, it's in other <laughs> oh, places. Okay. Great. And some of your pieces, especially your, like your Instagram page, there are a lot of your photographs that do not show your face. What inspired that? So the, one of the reasons, um, it's actually kind of more political in that like, mm. um, as black women, I think historically we haven't had a lot of control over how we've been portrayed in media. And with the, like the advent and like the, the growth of social media. And I mean, almost everybody is online and they put their faces out there. And I think it's just really powerful to be able to control how you are seen and want to be seen in, you know, in the ways that you can. And so um, it's like a combination of that. I also am, a, again, an introvert. The, la the first time I was recognized out in public because of Instagram, it like really made me uncomfortable. Like I don't, it's, I was like, oh, mm. um, so I'm kind of an introvert, so I'm kind of private, but I think there's also something too interesting and important about showing 
black showing black women who like just doing normal things like they like black people just drink wine black people can also just drink coffee black people cook food like there's i also think that there's something important about um showing a black body doing something really normal it doesn't have to that's not performative in, in any kind of way i'm not trying to entertain you just like right. doing doing life and this is what the life of a black person could look like which may be different than what you have been seeing in media before mm. interesting that's a great premise love it yeah i love it thank you <clears throat> so you did mention the black food and beverage um that you were involved with how did that happen and you were living in chicago at the time mm -hmm. how did that come about don't know how Angela found me, but we connected probably through Instagram. And, you know, she just had this idea and she's like, I need a photographer. And like, she's like, I know you are in the industry and you like wine too. And you know, some people, she's like, let's just gather some people together. Cause again, it's like that representation piece we, we know. And Angela works with other, um, with chefs and other people in the food and beverage industry for marketing. And she's like, we go out to eat, we go out to liquor stores and wine shops and we're trying to buy wine and have these amazing dining experiences. And, but where are the people that look like us when we're out in these spaces? They are, they are somewhere, but they don't get the amount of press that they should or the recognition that they should. And so we kind of, like, we just, we emailed people that we knew and then we're like, and luckily I knew some just because for my husband working in the restaurant industry and being in wine sales, I, had gone to the restaurants and so I was like okay I know these people you know those people and then let's just google and like cold cold email and call as many black people that we can in Chicago that are doing really awesome things in food and wine and so that was probably one of my most fun projects one because I got to see a couple different parts of the city that I really didn't spend much time in met some amazing all of them are amazing people too just like all about community um and, and like just, and also trying to excel in their fields, which was just really, just black excellence, right? It was like really fun to be with people who were super passionate about food and wine. Also just reiterating the things that we said, like it's actually not our imagination. Like there are some really important systemic um, and political things and reasons behind why you don't see black people on covers of magazines and why aren't they executive chefs when they've been working on the line for as long and they've worked their way up from being a dishwasher or they are actually classically trained but still can't get an executive chef position like what does it look like for the politics for them on the inside and like why can't a, why is it hard for a, a black dishwasher to become a psalm like eric west or derek westbrook it was awesome to hear his story he started out like busting tables being a dishwasher and Thankfully, somebody gave him the opportunity to, to take over the wine. And then, you know, he's doing great. You know, he's a 40 under 40 on wine. And th you know, so it's, mm -hmm. but it's like, how do we, and that's what I loved about that conversation. And then when we did like follow-up press after that, it was, you know, like people, black people and people of color are in these spaces. And how are we going to keep addressing the reasons and the ways in which people keep or like what's in process, like what's at play here that's not getting us or allowing us to have the capital and the opportunities to, to be great because we are, but nobody's it's letting us. institutional racism. Yeah. I'll say it. And we're, how do we fix that? I think the last, since Black Food and Beverage, I've, you know, you're starting to see a little bit more and more of this kind of, this conversation being more out there in the open, but still, man, it's, it's hard. 
it's really oh. hard for people. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> I think more of us need to be at the top in the boardrooms and the you know behind the scenes making these decisions. Right. Right. And it's hard. It's hard for us to you know try to get there, but yeah, yeah we definitely have to do something. And even when we were talking with reporters who are reporting on that story that Angela and I are working on, they'd be like, yeah, you're right. We need more people of color at the, at the writer's table so that they're on the magazines and then the newspapers so they can write about. It. And what happened? Or we're like, oh, here's two people. Here's two, here's two mm-hmm. black yeah. writers. We're right, we're right here. Anybody yeah. want to let us have assignments? Yeah. You know, and not, you know, and like nothing. Angela's actually been doing some, some great writing too for local publications, but still it's like, you're, you're telling us that you agree with us and yet lip service. where's mm-hmm. yeah, all lip service, a lip lot service. of lip service. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if it's any different than any other industry because um, right. a lot of actors will say, you know, acting is great, but we need people who are at the networks making the really big decisions about mm-hmm. shows and writers and that sort of thing. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's frustrating because it's like, how many more times do we have to show you that people, people consume, people will, will pay to consume us. You know, yeah. it's uh, like you, you, you are choosing the ways in which you want us to be consumed, but mm-hmm. we're telling you, like, if you just give me time on air, if you mm-hmm. just give me space in a book or in a magazine or on a newspaper or at a restaurant, I can take mm-hmm. this to another level. Why and you I, don't see I, that? Oh, they see it. They see it and that's the issue. They see it because they want, they're paying to beat us. They pay to literally beat us. To have their mouth done and get their hair a certain way and to have their body look a certain way. You're paying to beat us. So don't act like you don't see us. Well, you see us very well. But I think the the biggest thing is fear of becoming obsolete. I'm sure. Because you have put obstacle after obstacle have bombed when we decided when we said okay fine you have yours let us have ours then you come to ours and destroy it because of what your disease mind mm-hmm. um oklahoma black wall street we were yeah. like fine do what y'all do we got we got our banks we got our newspaper we got our beauticians we have we have everything right here contained and we're living fine what oh no we gotta set that on fire Mm -hmm. boom to the ground they burned it yeah yeah we okay but every time we decide that we want to elevate ourselves and we do elevate ourselves it's that big boot let me put Mm -hmm. this on your neck i think Mm -hmm. you're moving too fast i don't want you to be there i mean that's exactly what happened with honeypot yeah. Oh, yeah. I right. mean, that backfired though. Oh, big time. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Big Very time. much so. Very much so. Well, how that conversation went? I- <laughs> <laughs> well, so, well, every everything. Is right. I'm like, I don't know the transition out of this. But yeah, <laughs> y'all want me to do a dance? Like, I don't know how to transition out of this. But y'all drinking? I mean, I don't. Where are we going? <laughs> Man, how about those? Nope, no sports teams. No, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> no sports teams. <laughs> and what you do, we'll sit. That's what we'll do. Right. Yeah, sit, sit. <laughs> right. So, uh, Alicia, tell us about some of the creative gatherings that you said you host. Yeah, so um, a, lot, 
one day workshops and online workshops that are centered around writing. And then my most favorite one is Fever Dreams Collective, which is like a, an art, I guess it's like an artsy, it's an artsy retreat, but it's um, about 16 to 18 women. And it's in Sonoma at this beautiful ranch called Westerbeck hmm. Ranch. It's like, it's only 10 minutes from downtown Sonoma. So you're like in wine country, but you don't really feel like you're in wine country because you're secluded in this property. Super quiet. It's one of those places where like, it's family owned, it's been in the family for a, a long time, like since the mid forties. Um, the food is fantastic. It's like the best food ever. Three meals a day. Like everybody, nobody wants to leave because they just want to keep eating essentially. It's like, it's one of the best experiences, but it's, like our last one we just had in October and it was just lovely. It's so peaceful. You wake up to the sounds of birds and like the frogs and uh, watch the sunrise up over the mountains and you see the deer. And we went to Scribe and did a wine tasting too, because if you're in wine country, you have to have a wine tasting at some point, you know, like that's Mm -hmm. part of the deal. So there's always the wine tasting involved there too. Um, but really it's like a lot of kind of, it's just like a respite. I feel like particularly women, because we tend to, um, and those are women identifying because we, we do so much, like we have the propensity to do so much, even though we don't really want to be doing as much as we do, a lot tends to fall on our shoulders. And so I just really love that I can help provide a space where people come to rest. We also tell people like at the end of the day, you paid money to come here. And so if you don't want to come do the activity for the day because you just want to sleep or lay by the pool, like this time is yours. And it's probably the only time that you have where nobody's asking you to do anything. And you're fed. We provide wine every meal. Like you get to Mm. eat and drink to your heart's content and relax. And so there's that element of being in space with women, being creative, which I think everybody has that creative energy in them anyway. And so kind of exploring different ways to be creative and then eating and drinking really well. Mm. It's fun. That sounds fantastic. (laughs) So what are some of the activities? Yeah. Yeah. So we do some writing, usually like introspective writing or some journaling or poetry practices. Um, there'll be usually there's a photography element because I, you know, those are my two things. And then my friend Jeanette, who comes down from Seattle, she is um, into botanical dyeing. And so we do like these really cool projects where we take, we gather plant material from around the ranch and then it goes into a big pot. We've done um, handmade notebooks. We, and then last, um, and paper products. And then this past fall, we made these beautiful silk scarves that we dyed. Um, They they were amazing just to kind of see like using oh, yeah. the different techniques and leaves or if you use this flower, if you use these things and yeah, it's just, it was just a really fun. Oh, that's fun nice. Way. That sounds really nice. Exactly. I mean, and your voice does not help the situation because your voice is calm already. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I read you poetry. People are like, can you just read me the poetry as you go to sleep? <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I always start off every morning with reading poetry at the retreat too, which is always a nice, oh, nice. nice way to set the day. Yeah. God, it sounds yeah. so zen. It is. Right. And I'm super bummed that we didn't have one this year, but turns out it was a good thing that we didn't plan to have one in 2020 because yeah, we wouldn't have been able to do it anyway. So yeah. 2021, if we can get the COVID in check, right. I think we may try to bring it international. I'm going to come see you in France. Oh, nice. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. 
<laughs> so this part of the show, we get to know you a little bit better and just answer. And you just ask you like random, not so rapid questions. Okay. And everybody can answer these actually. These are kind of new. Pen, paper, laptop, or typewriter? Oh my goodness. I use, I use all of them at various Do you times. really? A typewriter? I, I have two. I have three typewriters. One's electric, Jesus. two are manual. Yeah. I'm a writer. I have yeah. to have a typewriter. Yeah, you have to have a, a typewriter if you're a writer. That's for sure. Uh, those are only for fun projects, though. I don't use it. But pen and paper. I'm like old school fashion. My husband's like, use your phone for your calendar. I'm like, no, I like to write it. In a, in a planner like I have a planner he's like but then you never remember things I'm like I don't care I know but <laughs> but it's in a planner I need to write it out so yeah pen and paper <laughs> Tanisha and Glennis what about you um I'm definitely pen and paper because it helps me memorize too so at work I'll write my paragraphs out mm. and then type oh okay and then type it in, you know, whatever. We have forms where we do our uh, regulatory, our reviews. And um, most of the time I'll write it out and then type it in because I'll eventually have to brief management. So my writing it, I'm like, oh, it'll, it'll jog my memory later because my ass getting old and I can't remember like I used to. <laughs> yeah, pen, pen paper. Tanisha, what about you? Yeah, pen and paper for me. Just because, yeah. I don't know, that's how I've always done it. So I have, like, notebooks everywhere. Mm. Like, it is a notebook, like, all over the apartment. Desk, nightstand, kitchen table, and tables. Because I just need to write stuff down. Mm-hmm. There was about five years ago when I went, like, completely paperless. I was like, oh, I don't need no paper. I don't need no paper. Do y'all know that I, when I went to write a sentence after all this paperless stuff, I misspelled so many words and I just couldn't, it's like, I couldn't even complete a, a thought. I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. Okay. I get it. I get it. So from that point on, I'm pen and paper. I do both. So I have a, a paper calendar and um, I use an electronic calendar. So I just try to do both. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because the computer, everything will say, Oh, Got a red line. Oh, I misspelled it. You go back. So right, right. Exactly. you don't look at it close. You like just fix it. I don't know. Yeah. Just yeah. Right. that's the work. That's why I paid all this money for you. iPhone, iPad. <laughs> <laughs> right, but then also you think like, man, you paying Sally May all this money, so like you should know how to spell it. You should right. have worked that out. <laughs> so it's like a vicious back and forth. <laughs> How do you guys take your coffee? Black. Like me. Black. Everybody take their coffee black? Black. Yeah. Okay. I take mine black now, but I definitely uh, used to do cream. Okay. So I'm trying to, you know, I, cut back on some things and cream was the first thing. Okay. Yeah. If I have leftover whipped cream from something like waffle, like a waffle day, Mm -hmm. whipped cream, yeah. If I have like fresh whipped cream, I'll put that in my coffee the next day if it's leftover. But yeah, but sometimes the richness of the cream in the coffee, that is, it's good. That is good. But mostly black every day. I I like oat milk. Oat? Oat milk. Oh, O-A-T. Yeah. Like you said, O-A-K. Mm-hmm. Oh, for, oh no! Yeah, <laughs> she was like oat milk. It's um, I just drink wine, girl. 
you go out there and be no Cabernet. Like, why are you doing I'm like, what you? So we came up with some new shit. No, I thought that was fat. I mean, the ultimate way to take it is uh, I like some um, Amarula, which is a, a, a liqueur, a creamy mm. liqueur, similar to Bailey's. Mm. Like, I'll throw that mm. like, from South Africa. I'll throw that in the coffee. Ooh, really? Ooh, I've never had that before. I have to write wait, that down. How do you, wait, how do you spell yeah, it? Yeah, how do you spell that? A-M-A-R-U-L-A. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got a it's an elephant on the front. It's delicious. Yep. All right. Whenever we're free. Well, you know, our liquor stores are open. I'll see if somebody say, can. Liquor stores are essential. So. Yeah. Let me yeah. see if somebody can deliver it to me. I'm trying to find one that delivers because I don't think it's any that I like within a kilometer of me. So we, we got to see. I'm making a run for it tomorrow. Wish me luck. <laughs> Up to coffee. And this is feel good when you're drinking good coffee. Mm-hmm. I- I talk about Folgers and I did not, not no. speaking bad of it, but when you're drinking specialty coffees like Jamaican Blue Mountain, you know, different coffees like that, I like to taste the flavor of the coffee. Sure. Not yeah. the sugar in the cream. Yeah. But like the rest of you said, um, like Tanisha said, Amarula is delicious. Bailey's is good, especially if you're on a plane because they never had the Amarula. Um, and fresh whipped cream, my God, I can eat that by itself. I don't even fuck it up. With coffee. <laughs> <laughs> like coffee. That's what I'm about cream. Just eat the whipped cream. Get out of here. <laughs> what was your favorite game as a kid? Oh, Candyland. Mm. Mm. Glennis, you got Jax. an answer. What's your answer, Glennis? Jax, time. I'm an only child. Jax, oh, the only oh child. Oh my God. Clearly, I'm only child. <laughs> <laughs> mm. My mother tried to teach me how to play this. I just didn't understand. Like I, no, I got it. I just didn't think it was fun. I didn't want to understand. <laughs> like I just didn't want to. She tried to tip me. She had. She she tried to teach us jacks pickup sticks y'all remember uh-huh. that pickup sticks yeah, yeah. oh yeah. god yeah. i was like this is not fun i'm like the legos sticks. are right over there like why are we playing with this like did somebody <laughs> throw this apple like why are we playing with this are we poor why are and we she used to this? make us do it she used to make us play these games when the power went out right mm. so i was like this is punishment <laughs> this is awful <laughs> We would still play board games. That was always our thing. Board games and card games. Yeah. We would have family game night. Alicia, yeah, we had family you? game nights. Gosh, you know, I'm trying to think if I really liked any of them that I did. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe checkers, but only, and I don't know that it was my favorite game. It's just the one that my brother and I used to fight over the most. So I just remember uh-huh. playing it a lot because he, and he will always tell you that like, I have a mean streak in me because I got so angry or competitive, which can make me mean because I threw the checkerboard at him during a heated <laughs> game. But I was like, you know, you probably deserved it. You must have said something for me to chuck a whole checkerboard at you. So that's what I remember playing a lot of. Is he older or younger? Younger. Uh, so he probably okay. deserved it. You know what I mean? So yeah, <laughs> probably. I'm with you, girl. He probably did. Younger brothers be doing anything. Uh-huh. Um, I used to like Sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was fun. Um, sorry was a good one. And I loved Pictionary. 
actually. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good one. You know, I like Uno right now because oh, it's a, well, yeah. a game I can play with my kids and it seems like I'm doing a lot, but it goes so quickly that I don't feel like I'm having to play games like all yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. Uno is timeless. Like that yes, game will live forever. Even though it's like some silly new Uno rules. Yeah. But like, I don't play with those. Yeah, we threw those cards is, out. Is Uno, <laughs> is Uno a black thing? Mm, no. I don't hear anybody of any other race talking about Uno like we do. No, they play it. They, I, they I play feel it. like they don't talk about nothing. Like, uh, <laughs> like we don't hear them talk about anything. Like, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> you made me, you made me, I was sorry. I was leaning back in my chair too hard from laughing at him. My phone fell over. Yeah. No, they don't talk about anything. No. From kids, but um, what I just started playing was Cards Against Humanity. With oh. Some- oh, yeah. oh, they that's, definitely that's- play that. That's their game. Yeah. Because, well, you think I'd learn how to play it? Yeah. yeah, they-, <laughs> yeah. They, they play a lot of charades too. Yeah. Board games that are charade-like. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, you're supposed to do what until you get back around to you're supposed to stand there until you get I was like, oh, okay, this game. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I said we just can't play some spades. What's up? No, no, right. talk. <laughs> <laughs> that's what grown-ups did in my house. Like, Girl, they don't play card games in real Pacino? life. They play on the computer. They play oh, solitaire. Oh, Pekino. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you taking it way back. Man. I ask it. Oh. <laughs> what is your favorite word? Word? Mm-hmm. Only one Tanisha. Word? Oh God. <laughs> really, Tanisha. <laughs> okay, I'll say word, word or phrase. Depends on the situation. I say outstanding a lot. Mm. If I'm, you know, just in general conversation with people, I say, oh, that's outstanding. Because, and the reason why that came to mind, because I've had some people say, oh, outstanding. That's how you remember me? Because I said outstanding too much, I got you. Uh, <laughs> I would have picked phenomenal for you. Because you mm, say phenomenal more than I hear you say outstanding. I had to change up. You can change oh, up. Okay. Oh, call you, I'll okay. be like outstanding. Okay, phenomenal. Okay, that that was that was March. We in April. Okay, got it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't here. Uh, I think my favorite phrase right now is beauty hunting, which is what I use a lot of in my Instagram stories. But it's kind of like a way for me to, particularly when there's things that are hard going on like to always be looking for something good to celebrate or appreciate. Mm. So that's probably the one that I use a lot right now. That's phenomenally outstanding. (laughs) 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 Oh, I'm sorry. Couldn't resist that. (laughs) I say, um, I use the word comfortable a lot. I don't know if I do it in my regular, like just at home, but at work, I have to start sentences with, are you comfortable with, mm. I'm uncomfortable with what went, you know, I have to use, I have to use that word a lot. So I use it, What is your work situation about? This, this is troubling to me. Yeah. <laughs> Ciao. 
I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm furrowing my brow too. I'm like, right. Are you, are you a therapist? Are you a, no. a counselor of some kind? Because right. That's Who are you asking permission from? Right. Like, are you comfortable? I'm not comfortable. I'm actually uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm not going to say the agency, but I work for a government agency that has a lot to do with COVID-19 right now. So it's a, so it's a complete shit show. It's, it's okay. crazy. Oh, so, good. Sure, yeah. it is. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that's one minute. Well, okay. Tanisha, did you say your word? Tanisha. Um, Tanisha. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not taking that. <laughs> I can't leave it at that. No. Favorite word or phrase? Drink up. Wash your hands. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> wash your one hands. of those. <laughs> All right, we'll take it. <laughs> I'm mad you gave me that all right like a mom just like okay whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you are you uncomfortable with that Serena <laughs> are you uncomfortable with my answer what can make you comfortable right what can I say to make you comfortable <laughs> oh my god okay what is your favorite fruit mm. Watermelon. Let's just go ahead. I, mm, I love. Mm. I love watermelon, but I love all most fruits. But if mm. if I could find more watermelons with seeds, I would eat it more. But this GMO, no seed, seedless oh. watermelons, it just makes me. <sighs> That's a thing. Wait, what? Seedless watermelons. That's all you it can is- find here. That's all you can find here. I what? Can- Oh my goodness! Yeah, the Europeans—they have all the organic food. <laughs> what? Look, I don't think you understand how shocked I am. I'm I can hear it in your voice. Face. I hear I it in your voice. <laughs> you thought I was joking? <laughs> no. Mm-mm. When I was in Thailand, I was like, "Just keep bringing them watermelon because they got seeds." They were looking at me like, "Oh my God, this girl crazy." I was like, "No, just keep bringing the water." I ate watermelon the whole time. Everything mm. was seeds: star fruit, guava. E- everything had seeds. I was like, "Praise Jesus." It's not mm. genetically modified. Wait, so the watermelon mm. doesn't have seeds? Mm-mm. No. no. Listen, no. all y'all in unison. Mm-mm. No. I mean, right. <laughs> and we got a hand on our, we like, no. I nope. mean, if y'all could see the three of you together do that, y'all. <laughs> I mean, your head shook the same direction. You went left, right, left. Everybody <laughs> Nope. No, I remember I had some, we had neighbors that moved next door to us from Ireland and he was like, and the son came over for dinner and he was like, I just, it's so confusing to me because in your grocery stores, there's like an organic section and then there's a regular section. He was like, in Ireland, everything is all together because it's just all organic, like organic. Mm -hmm. I don't know. He's like, I don't understand why you have separate sections. And I was like, that must be nice. I don't know why we do either. (laughs) Right. Money. Money, capitalism. Yeah. Capitalism. They don't want anybody to eat real food. Yeah, um, because the less organic food you eat, the sicker you become, and farm big farmer makes more money. Mm-hmm. Girl, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, it is. I was about to say because if you ate better, you wouldn't be <laughs> overweight and you wouldn't be getting COVID nineteen. So mm. there's that. Tanisha, yep. what's your fruit? Um, green apple. Oh, green nice. apple. Mm. Yeah, I like a like a a good 
pear. Like when it's still kind of crispy, but it's just starting to become sweet, but it's not too sweet. That's one of my favorite fruits. Mm. Nice. That's like the Asian pear. It stays crispy. Me too. Me too. (laughs) Me too. Um, I am a grapefruit fan. Oh, me too. Grapefruit. are delicious. Grapefruit, pomelos, like anything in that whole family. I love it. I love it. Got a refrigerator full right now, too. Mm. Mm. Yes, indeed. Because I could mm. not get stuck in this house without having a grapefruit. Yeah. It's, grape, it's grapefruit season and not watermelon season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 All right. So this is the last question for everybody. What was the last cocktail you photographed? Oh, that's oh. That's easy. What's the last, you know, last cocktail you took a picture of? Kentucky Mule. Ooh. Kentucky Mule with bullet bourbon, ginger beer, and my favorite accoutrement lime. That sounds really good. Right? Kentucky Mule. I think I have a picture somewhere here. What is the last thing I took a picture of? There it is right there. I don't know if y'all can see that. Oh. A little uh, bit. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little, a little bit. bit. A little bit, yeah. So I think one of the ones, the last one I took a picture, I've had a lot of them to drink. Like I drank a lot, <laughs> but I have not photographed them. But the last one I photographed, it was, I think, the one, I, one of the ones I did for Vine Pair, and it was my favorite one of the three I made, and it was, um, it was, uh, some bitter some blood orange bitter or yeah blood orange bitters with mm. a dry vermouth and a splash of um brute rosé made Ooh. from a uh, malbec oh nice. and a twist of an orange peel like an orange twist in it it was really good so it was like had this super earthy but just a <laughs> little bit of sweetness but not too much and i love like weird kind of that sounds fantastic. Savory, savory cocktails. I like savory yeah. cocktails. Yeah. Just nice. Like, yeah. yeah. That sounds awesome. Mm. Tanisha, you got a cocktail? Dang. Um, I haven't taken a picture of a cocktail in a while. I took a picture of somebody else's cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a bee's knees. Mm. But yeah. Um, the, the last, bee's knees, somebody else's cocktail. I like the bee's knees. Sorry. I like that. It was delicious when I made it and then didn't think about taking a picture of it. But, well, um, I think the last one I took was, um, it was on the last nice day when it was really beautiful outside. And it's a parsley julep. So instead Ooh. of a mint julep, it's parsley. So oh, nice. it's just pretty much gin and, and parsley and simple syrup. And, and you made yeah. just you made your own simple syrup too, right? I did. Of yeah. course, she did. I did. You probably grew the parsley. You know, <laughs> the parsley. You know, I wish I had a green thumb. I do not. Because oh. listen, the grocery stores would be in trouble if I had a green thumb. Because <laughs> I'm telling you. And the thing is, I have time to grow one, so we'll see. <laughs> Coming at us all the time. Man. Yeah. Uh, so that's our show. That is our show. That's Alicia. it. 
Yeah. I feel, I feel like I could have talked for like, I would just giggle with you for like another <laughs> hour. <if I> could. <laughs> Anything you want to ask us? What? Cause I don't know that I know everybody's background coming into wine, but like, what was the first inspiration for you or like the first wine you drank that made you realize like, Oh yeah, this is my thing. This is kind of what I want to get into. First wine, <laughs> those aren't really considered wines anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, the one that got you into it as like, oh, life, because we talk about our first wine. I mean, we're going to take it back to the big mm, job. Franzia, yeah, that was my first <laughs> Or, I mean, if we want to go early, early, it was lime green, and it was called Country oh. Quencher. Oh. That's what it was oh, called. Oh, mm. my God. Um, <laughs> I, I am not ashamed to admit that. I come from humble beginnings. Oh, well, I, it was like Boone's Farm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Back in the day. Or Banana Red. Banana Red. Let us know what actually, I'm talking about. Actually, that were you needy, too. We thought we had... Uh, uh, girl, what? Yeah. You was fancy with were you needy. We moved up from Boone's Farm to Rio Needy, girl. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw were you needy. Yeah. That joke had a little fizz too. What? <laughs> and it was the actual color of a real wine. Oh my god! There you go. Had you. Oh, and excuse me. Mm -hmm. And I sip. <laughs> I think mine. I think what got me into wine, and I tell this story to, but I don't want to overwhelm this audience right now. Was again being challenged, um, and with my wine knowledge as if I didn't know what I what I had ordered. I was in a small town in this um, southern state and a waitress brought over something that I knew was not in the glass. She, she, poor thing, little young chick, got all nervous. I said, that's okay, let me take the glass. It was a work event. Walked over to the bar. I said, I'll, I'll take care of it. Let me just go over to the bar and went to the bar. And just for the sake of this, I can't remember exactly what, it, what the name of that particular brand was. Um, but I said, this is not a Sterling Cabernet. And the guy at the bar said, yes, it is. I was like, no, it's not. There was a gentleman sitting at the end. He, he was like, can I taste it? I was like, you want to sip out of my glass? Alcohol kills germs, girl. It's all right. Mm. So I gave it to him because I wasn't going to drink it. I wasn't going to drink it anymore. I was, wasn't <laughs> going to drink it anymore. So I gave it to him. He said, he said, that's not the Sterling Cabernet. So give, send him, give her a bottle. And he was the owner. So mm. right then and there, I I had an issue with the with the bartender assuming that I didn't know what I ordered and that for me to eat, it was the gall. You could see the indignation of me even challenging him that to say that he had given me the wrong uh, wine. And I said, you know what, I'm going to start traveling the wine areas and learning more about wine. So that's, I didn't think that was my initial yeah. I can dig it. <laughs> yep. Um, my my story was <clears throat> my first trip to Napa. Um, I was standing at the I don't know if you've been to this winery, Artessa winery. I have not been there yet. But yeah, yeah, it's it's in Napa and it's really famous for its art. So it has like a lot of sculptures mm -hmm. on the property. And there's this one sculpture that's sitting in the middle of like, like a man-made pond or whatever mm -hmm. on top of this mountain. So I was sipping Chardonnay, standing in front of this art, 
and I could see the rolling hills down. I was like, damn, wow. This is, this is it. Yeah. yeah. So I've been spending years chasing that sort of feeling. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Aha moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The sound of the hill. <laughs> <laughs> so mine is a little less exciting as far as like when I got into just wanting to know more about wine, but, um, and I've mentioned it like a trillion times, but when I thought about wine as like a career and like, this is something I can actually do was I was on um, an educational trip to Burgundy. And uh, I was there with some, you know, master of wines, master of psalms, you know, diploma. And I'm like, well, first of all, I shouldn't be here because these people are all, <laughs> all these letters behind their names. I had no letters, no nothing. They introduced themselves. Yes, I'm a diploma student. I've been teaching for 15 years. I've done this. So I was like, hi, I'm Tanisha. Who's next? <laughs> like, I had nothing. I had nothing. Um, but we're tasting these, you know, burgundies from the 90s and the 80s. And we had this one, the Baton Montrachet, um, white burgundy, so Chardonnay. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you it was the most delicious thing I've ever tasted in my life. Wow. And I savored it. Other people were spitting. I was like, okay, yeah, y'all clearly have experience with this. I do not. I drink all of it. Because I also know, like, I'm never going to taste this again. And what's also mm. funny is I just knew it was delicious and I want to drink it all. I went and looked it up later and saw how much it cost. I was like, oh, I would have put the bottle in my purse had I known. <laughs> That's why the Lord did, did reveal that. Right. And, and also, I would have been so intimidated by, like, the wines that were there. Because, like, they were just bringing out the good stuff. Um, and so being there, drinking that wine, and then later passing the exam uh, that we had to take at the end of this uh, education trip, that was kind of my first when I was really like, okay, we're going to do this. Wine it is. This is what we're going to pursue this as a career and see where it goes. And nice. here we are. And voila. Nice. And voila. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. I love hearing people's stories. It's, it's, I think it's interesting the different ways we can all get, like, find our way into that, that oh, circle sure. and that arena. And mm -hmm. it's just, there's so many different entry points. It's mm -hmm. fun. It's a fun, it's a fun industry. It's a fun hobby. It is. Of vice. Yeah. Can yeah. You look at it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So Alicia, where can everybody find you and your blog? Um, if you go to... You can do aliciasummer.com. That'll take you every, everywhere that you need to be. I ha mostly hang out on Instagram. So it's just alicia underscore summer, summer with the O. Uh, and that's, that's mostly where you find me, in my home. But you can't come here, so. <laughs> be, you know, <laughs> I plan on the outside at the window, right? And you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I heard you on the podcast. <laughs> That's where that's where I can find or where I can be found or where I would like you to find me is in those spaces. Uh, and hopefully maybe I'm, I'm really looking forward to people being able to come back to wine country because I feel like every single time um, I make a new connection, I'm like I, now I have more people to go wine tasting with, like who like really want to taste wine. Right. Yeah. You don't have people that's there? You know what? So being in the so the suburbs are the same everywhere. And so oh, okay. in the suburbs, okay. it's more of like, a, I, we, like my husband and I always tell people too, like when people come over for dinner, they're like, 
they drink like they drink we don't really we don't drink we drink wine like we taste we drink wine, we savor we enjoy it but mm-hmm. people treat tasting rooms a lot and you've probably run into this too but like like they're bars and like a tasting yeah. room is not a bar it's exactly. get educated it's, it's really embarrassing. yeah I've been embarrassed like that before. I've been like, oh my God, I can't take you nowhere. I got to mm-hmm. walk away right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my husband was like, don't people dump their wine? Because I worked behind the bar for a, a tasting room as an ambassador for a while. I was like, babe, as many Saturdays and Sundays as I've worked, I've only seen one person dump their wine and actually like taste, like taste wine. Everybody drinks it. And she only did it because she was a psalm at, at um, the Petite Crun. Like, cause she, you know, she's the old, like literally all the people that I've seen, nobody mm-hmm. ever does it. So like, I would love to, I, I want to go and venture off with folks into wine country who like, Ooh. Can okay, taste I got one more question. Yes. I have one more question. So I'm watching this terrible show. It's absolutely awful, but I can't stop watching it. And it's like eight seasons and I'm on like season three, but anyway, it's this show called Below Deck, right? Below Deck. And it's about, <laughs> it's about. <laughs> It's about the staff and the people who come on this yacht. And this yacht is massive with rooms and a kitchen. There's a private chef. And they, they slipped one episode and said how much it costs. And, it's, and they said 200K. So 200K for like, I guess, a couple of days. What? Um, for, to yes. Yacht, for a yacht. And oh, this is the Mediterranean season. So the first yes. season was Greece. The second season was Croatia, and the third season is Italy. So you got these people, they get on the shot. It's probably like, uh, I don't know, maybe five to seven people at a time. And they have this yacht to themselves, and the staff has to wait on them hand and foot. And they have to list all of their food preferences, what they want, if, they, if it's somebody's birthday, have a cake. If they want to have a black and black and white tie event, they have to do that. If they want to have a rodeo or a hold down or something, they they or the staff has to cater to them. Whatever they want. I mean, two hundred k is a lot of fucking money. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, so my question to y'all is, what would you drink on your yacht? I mean, champagne to start. Champagne. For sure. exactly. I mean, right? Champagne. Champagne. <laughs> champagne for sure. Oh. I just splurged on a nice bottle of champagne the other day when I went out. I said, I need to stay my ass in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think it would only be vintage champagne. I'm pretty sure like that was that's the only thing I would drink. Well, it just it also goes with everything, so it wouldn't matter what I ate. Mm-hmm. Right. I'd just drink champagne. Right. Yeah. Uh oh, am I just I, picking one thing? Well, I mean, it's an open question. The only champagne. Would you drink? I'm also drinking, I'm also drinking high end burgundy. I was going to say burgundy would be the reds, yeah. Reds. Yeah, Yeah, I'm doing it for whites because my Oh, for whites? Oh, really? You like white burgundy, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like, I love red burgundy. I do that. Although I will say I've been drinking some 85. I've had a couple 85s because it's my first year. Um, And we can, when we find them, we grab them if we can. The Mm. 85 vintage is drinking really nicely. And if you can find the good deals. I think I would drink my birth year right now. If I were going okay. on that yacht right now, because uh-huh. this is probably one of the last years we'll be able to drink them. But mine is only a collectible. <laughs> <laughs> no, girl, get a port. Get a port. You're fine. Oh, ports. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Port. Oh, I, I do love, I do also love vintage port. I didn't think I liked port. And then I did a tasting 
and then I realized I only like vintage port. So yeah. my see my problem. My husband said my problem is once I started drinking the good stuff, now I only want the good stuff. Oh and so yeah. it's like it's, it's a hard problem. problem. It's a very big problem. Yeah, it's hard. When people bring you crap, you're like, oh, I can't drink this. Yeah. Like, hey, I have this new bottle of wine. It's from Charles Shaw. Have you heard of it? I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have a gin and tonic, please. Gin and tonic. Vintage port. Yeah, vintage port would be good too. So there you go. What else? I you know what I would have them do depending on the location of my yacht. Um, of course, I, was, I would have some sort of sparkling wine. They do that automatically. They bring out champagne, real champagne for you as you're getting on the yacht. Right. Yeah, I got to ask so, what kind of champagne, though. I'm particular. Right. Oh, I'm so sure. I'm so sure. Right. Um, I'm not going to bring me no Andre. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It, it, oh, my God. It is real champagne. It's real champagne. I mean, it's, a, I mean, it's V-Day. It's just the regular, you know. Um, but... I would tell them to do a wine tasting based on my location. Oh, so yeah, that would be nice. I would have them ship wine from Greece or Croatia or wherever. First wine is bomb. And I'm not going to do that for you. That's work. Like, get the local psalm or whoever can help exactly. you to do the yep. tasting and do the wine tasting on the boat. And surprise you with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Going right. to Greece. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. You know my um, email address and my address, just in case you hit the lotto and you decide. <laughs> oh, this what's happening? Okay. <laughs> but you know, really, I would love to do um, like every morning have a. Uh, I, I love Bloody Marys too. So Bloody Mary station, and people can because they're good. Different, um, yes. Fixing yes. yes. If you wanted to do vodka, or if you wanted to do gin, because I've seen I've had it both ways. I'm, I prefer I prefer vodka, but uh, Bloody Mary bar for the morning and a mimosa bar. Mm-hmm. Glennis, I would love to see you on the show, by the way, because oh, you would entertain the shit out of me on the show. Because <laughs> of course there has there's been okay, almost... but why is it so bad? That's what I wanted to ask. Why well, is it it's... so terrible? I was about to watch it. Because it's dramatic. It's it's more about the drama within the crew. So they touch on that. So you see both sides. You see how they struggle with service because they can't fuck up at 200K. And they, right. and the thing is, they're working for tips. They get a mm-hmm. salary, but they're working for huge tips at huge. the, end, yeah. at the oh. end of this, you know, service or whatever. So they start handing out hundreds and you know, so. some big Franklins and not no George Washingtons. Yes. Yeah. So yes. based on what I've seen, the tip has been maybe 12,000 to like 20, like $22,000 to yeah. split amongst the crew. That's so close. the better they do, the more, the bigger the tip is going to be. So you, you really look at it. 20% of 200,000 is pretty nice. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, if somebody so- tip her for real, if they not cheap, True. They must trying to leave two hundred yeah. for the whole crew. But it, like, um, excuse me, it's twenty of us. What yeah. are we? Doing? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what is right. this? So, on piggybacking on the one wine, what would be like your last meal? Like, if you had only one more meal, what would be the last meal? What are you eating? Oh, damn! Hot. Can we do a high end and low end? Yeah, do a high and low. Do a high low. Oh. Okay. Because okay, that's would be White Castle, damn it. White Castle. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, now that we added in low end, you know what my low end meal is going to be. Girl. I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go one note. Okay. I'm going 
um, high-end, it would be a seafood meal. Um, I could just do some lobster and shrimp, and you could, whatever else you want to add to the plate, but mm, definitely be lobster and shrimp. I'm simple, because I don't eat a whole lot of different meats anyway, and the, these two could tell you, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your last meal, you probably be like, I just, I'm just gonna cook it myself. Let me just get a handful of granola. <laughs> like I know what this is about. No, uh, but see, if somebody else is cooking, not too many people can add stuff that I'm not gonna like to lobster. You gonna bring it from home? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, can you cook this? <laughs> uh, uh-uh, on the second shelf in my refrigerator, and then right on the inside of the door, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the third bottle in. Uh huh. No, no, no. From the left. From the left. <laughs> In that one. <laughs> oh gosh. Don't think bad of me, Alicia. Okay. <laughs> Tanisha, what's yours? Uh low end. Y'all know it's gonna be fried chicken. Popeyes. It doesn't have to be specifically Popeyes, but delicious fried chicken. So I mean if y'all want to ship that in from Chicago and give me some Harold's, that would be great. <laughs> um salt and pepper mouth sauce. Thank you. Um, <laughs> high end. We're either doing duck or lamb, mm. and I don't eat neither one of them jokers. Mm. Like a nice roasted, like full lamb, or like a duck, and then like some, you know, fries that are fried in the mm-hmm. duck fat, or some potatoes mm-hmm. from duck fat. Yeah. What I can't decide between lamb or duck, so one of those. Okay. Um. Okay, for me, I for the high, I'm going to go with seafood, but I want everything grilled. So mm-hmm. I want the lobsters split in half. I want the big shrimp split in exactly. half, clams, exactly. oysters. I want everything split in half and grilled. A little butter, yeah. little herbs on there. Keep it simple. Yep. Um, maybe some, you know what? We're going to keep it even more simple and do a gigantic baked potato. Mm-hmm. And I can just dress it up or whatever. Um, maybe some uh, grilled asparagus. Boom. There you go. For low end, um, I'm gonna do carry out. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do okay. a I'm gonna do a DC carry out and get the fried chicken wings with mumble sauce and salt and pepper and the fries and um and some cheesesteak egg rolls. You know, if I ate beef. <laughs> Um, I would. Bob, I'm sorry. Say, it's down weird. <laughs> yeah. delicious. Delicious. yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna go with um, yeah, fried chicken okay. from the You say the carry out. I ain't know what from the carry out. So I'm like, these carry outs have literally everything. I'm like, I don't know if you they want do. Mean, they do. From Big Young, like I don't know what you're gonna they get. They do. Yeah, right. You're right. But yeah, that's mine. Yes. Okay. And so a red mine- pop. Red pop. <laughs> my <laughs> yes, my low my low would be also fried chicken. Um, really any good fried chicken, but I just had Willie Mays last time I was in New Orleans. So I think mm. I'd have to go with that. That and ain't then, low though. That's 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 like home cooked meal. But I don't make it at home. And my mom never made it when I was <laughs> only my grandma made fr- only my oh. grandma made fried chicken. My mom oh, never okay. made fried chicken, so I never got it as a kid, except got when it. I was my grandma. So anybody's fried chicken is is a treat to me because I, I really never had to healthy. get it. <laughs> yeah we eat we eat pretty healthy i live yeah. in california everybody is yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all yeah. avocado toast and quinoa bowls yes. <laughs> it is. it's true i'd be so hungry 
We also have steak. We also have a lot of cow, though. We eat a lot of cow, and Brentwood sweet corn is like legitimately the best corn I've ever Ooh. had. It is so good. Uh, high end. I'd have to go with seafood as well, like a smorgasbord of like scallops, shrimp, mm-hmm. some yeah. lobster. But I have to have creme brulee as dessert. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cheesecake. Cheesecake, mm. yeah. Mm. But like I Cheesecake Factory cheesecake, like that <laughs> amount of selection in a piece that big. I, like, I want my selection. life that big. <laughs> with all that whipped cream. I want Junior's New York. I have to say, I was about to say I Junior's is better. Yeah. I mean, I wanted like the variety and that size of a slice. I want right. That. All right. I got you. Cool. I got you. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. Well, Lisa, this, this was, was so fun. fun. This yes. was fun. Thank this you. This was awesome. Thanks for Thank you for me. joining us. Thanks for rescheduling from last, last time. Oh, I'm, no glad. I'm glad because I, I feel much better now. So it was much more enjoyable. I was sick, I think, last time too. So oh, yeah. Yeah, this is good. Well, yeah. great. Yeah. Well, everybody stay healthy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Stay well. Wash your hands and don't touch your face. Yeah. Yep. Just don't go yep. anywhere. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Unless yeah. it's central, so the wine shop. Oh, yeah. I had to go to the wine shop last Friday. I'm was, going yeah. tomorrow. I forget it. I just got to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, hey, Tanisha, how do you pronounce? I bought, it, I was at Total Wine, they had a uh, sale. They had um, Perrier Joey Bell E P O Q U E O Q U E. A poke. A poke. poke. Mm -hmm. poke. That's what I, and it had two glasses, so that's what I bought. Oh, very nice. Mm. That's why you see my ass in the house. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, oh, this is perfect. (laughs) So, when are you going to drink it? I don't know. Maybe my birthday next year. Oh, you want to save it? Okay. Oh, okay. All right. I'm buying something to drink on the day we can get out. Mm. Well, I got some other stuff for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, I, I want to drink something for that. I'm going to be out there like, oh, you know, like, <laughs> And then can't even go right out because I'm going to need to get my nails done, my hair done. Mm. Like, I can't just walk like, like, out. <laughs> like, I can't just, like, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> Alicia, what is the first thing you're going to do when you're free? Gosh. I don't know. It's probably go to work. I don't want to oh, that was Glennis's oh. answer last Oh, week. you American, you. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, the first thing I think we will probably also open some champagne. I'll have to go get some from somewhere. But yeah, champagne. Or go, I'll, maybe I'll just drive over to Napa or go see the mm. ocean because we can't, yeah. they close all the beaches and the parks. So, like, I have all this time, I can, but I can't go anywhere. So, yeah. I want to go to the beach and see the ocean. That's what I want to do. Okay. Nice. I don't get on a plane and go to the ocean. That's what I am. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be out of this by October and I'll be <laughs> October, <laughs> girl. I'm not going to make it not jumping out the window before then. I'm doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> October. You know, I mean, actually going flying, going somewhere. That yeah. Okay. If they let us out before then, I probably won't fly anywhere until so. Yeah. All right. All right, girl. Good night, everyone. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Good night. Good night.